ho, ho. Tis the season for the Integrateness podcast with Jason and Jolene. I am Jason the Grinch. That's Jolene the, um, who? Down in Whoville? Cindy Lou. Yeah. Cindy Lou. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You guys should have seen my face when Jason opened with the ho, ho, ho. (laughs) I was like, oh, he did. I was trying to emanate uh, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, you know, where Bruce Willis kills the one guy and leaves him in the in the elevator and he paints in blood the shirt and Hans Gruber pulls it down. And it's like he goes, ho, ho, ho. I was trying to emanate that moment, but I don't know if I pulled that off or not. Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie, which people can argue the merits of it being a Christmas movie, closely followed by Lethal Weapon. But they're both take place at Christmas. There's Christmas songs in it. There's Christmas lights, Christmas trees. That's Christmas. It doesn't get any more Christmas than that. So, yeah, yeah. we learned that about Jason in the last episode, right? That's his Christmas Eve tradition. Is yeah, well. Die Hard. My yeah. son's all over it too. Like, there's five Die Hard movies. This Christmas Eve, we're watching the fourth one. Like, you know, Live Free or Die Hard. So, okay. yeah, it's gonna be good. So. Yeah. We kind of had a whole precursor here leading into the holidays. We've kind of talked about this being the crazy time of year, you know, ways to kind of cope, setting up boundaries, things like that. But instead of sitting here and trying to preach at you for about 25 minutes, Jolene and I thought we would share past Christmases we've had to get through and how we got through them based on our own life experience, because that's just so much more entertaining. And it seems like all y'all like to hear our stories, right? So why not do go be in the tradition of the good Christmas story and tell you a few little Christmas stories to help you get through the next few days. Yeah. How does that sound guys? I just, uh, just picked up my carnelian crystal and I just got this big message of like, okay, we got to ground everybody. So here we are right before Christmas and everybody is frantically running around. Just take a moment to ground yourself. Just get yourself planted. That is, that is the message right now. Um, And that's kind of exactly what happens. We have so much anticipatory anxiety. So, you know, here we are. What day is it? We said it's the 20th, the 20th. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We've been time traveling again. People deal with it. (laughs) And how many days are we into our beer and wine advent calendars? Jason, you have one, right? And then everybody else. 20 days. (laughs) Beer and wine advent calendar. How many Nanaimo bars in are we from lunchroom snacks? All of these things, right? We talked about healthy habits. All that shit starts to go out the window. Like we're well into that and we're well into prepping for what's to come. So again, take some time just to ground, to get yourself settled in. Because if you are going into these high anxiety, high excitement, again, remember fear, anxiety, excitement, all often feel the same in the body. Um, and then just get misinterpreted in the mind. If you're going into that state, feeling very unbalanced, very ungrounded, really revved up, you are like a, um, just like a, like a loaded grenade going into these scenarios where you're then meant to connect with people who maybe you've got just like annoyances with or past unresolved stuff with, you know, like racist uncle Charlie at the dinner table or your sister's idiot husband that you can't stand because whatever, or, you know, keep in mind, you've got all these things coming together. 
some of the most common things my clients talk about. And now I go back and reflect like as a kid, when my grandma would host big dinners up at Westwold with like all of the mixed family, like my nuclear family always stayed relatively small with our Christmas dinners. But when my dad's um, parents would, would host up in Westwold, they're like all the cousins and, and uncles and aunts would come and stuff. It was much bigger, but you could see way more dysfunction there now that I go back. And it was like, yeah, we only see these people like once a year. <laughs> And I know why, right? <laughs> right. Cause some of them just don't get along the same. Right. So there's always this sense of peacekeeper. Like I find the people who bring everyone together for these dinners, they're the peacekeepers. And I've been meeting with some of these peacekeepers in sessions these last few weeks. And they're like, ob obligation to kind of keep everyone together is like a really detrimental thing for everyone too right because then everyone's like upholding what they think they should be doing and I really want you to just scan the shoulds in your agenda and the wants right like maybe there's a Christmas party with your friends you're super stoked about but the one you're doing with your family on Christmas Eve you're like oh this feels like such a chore right Jason, how does that scan in your life? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> like, I think we talked a bit about this last week, like, especially after my father passed away, like, I just wanted to not do Christmas because he made Christmas, right? But my mom was all very much, no, we've got to have Christmas and we've got to keep doing it for me because I love Christmas and blah, blah, blah. So it was like almost, you know, I'd less than 30, but more than 25 years of having to fulfill this Christmas wish for someone when you just didn't want to, right? And there was one, the last Christmas we celebrated with her, it was the second to last one because she died late October, 2018, 27, we'd alternate years. So 2017, I had um, my in-laws over here and she, my mom was no longer able to make it down. So we kind of did Christmas Eve with her and took up a dinner for her. But 2017, um, we decided we're going to do a big Christmas dinner, but it would just be like, you know, my, my wife, and I and my son, who at that point was five, and then my mom. But we had to do it up at her place. So we prepped a bunch of food here. And my wife took it all up there. And my son and I stayed here for a while just to kind of kill time because we didn't want to sit up there and be bored all day. We went sledding. That was all fine. We got up there. I'm helping prep the final bit of dinner. And there's a window in my mom's kitchen that would never fully shut. It'd be open just a crack, but there'd be just enough cold air blowing through that it went across the stainless steel sink. We took out, we're taking all the food out of the oven and we get the stuffing, which was my mom's favorite thing. And it was in a glass pan. Put it down and it goes on the stainless steel sink that's frozen. It's like ice. It explodes. The fact none of us ended up with shrapnel in us is a miracle, right? My mom was off sitting in another room, which was good, but it blew, like it literally blew up and chunks of like glass and stuffing were embedded in the floor, went up all over the ceiling. The mom's like, and mom heard it. She's like, what's that sound? And like, we just had a really big accident. The stuffing exploded basically. <laughs> right? <laughs> like it exploded. So we get it all cleaned up as best we can. We get the rest of the dinner, which was fine. We lay it all out at the table. She sits down ready to eat. She's starting to serve herself. And then she's like, what? No stuffing? Oh, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> like, I think that actually it came out right at the, it might've been the first time my five-year-old son heard me swear. It's like you, the, the explosion, like that hasn't registered with you. 
And, you know, and it was like one of those go off moments where it's just like, we're not just going to remake a whole bunch of new stuffing where we, you know what I mean? It was one of those like, fuck. And so we finished, we ate, we cleaned up we're leaving. And mom just kind of goes, well, that was an interesting one, wasn't it? And I'm like, yeah, it was, wasn't it? And we left and went home. And that was like the last real Christmas I spent with my mom <laughs> before she died. And now every time you have stuffing, you probably think of that, don't you? And I laugh because I just, because the whole, like, what? We even say that, right? What? No stuffing? Like around the house now? Just because it's just like, like what the fuck are you supposed to do? It, ex it it exploded. There was holes in the linoleum of the kitchen floor. Like <laughs> from the force of this blast of stuffing. And it was just, but that, that kind of sums up who she was yeah. in, in like this, this one sort of moment. And that's kind of what, although there was never exploding stuffing before that, there's years of just something every year at Christmas, right? Except the year I went to Australia and spent it hanging out, playing cricket and drinking beer in 35 degree heat, which was very different. But yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody has different expectations of things. And now you have all these people coming together with their own expectations of things. And I talk to people about this a lot in the sessions because, you know, the mother-in-law wants this, but then like the nuclear family of the parents with their kids want this for them. And they're like, we shouldn't have to cater to an adult who should be able to regulate their own desires and needs and this and that and passive aggressive tendencies. And again, you guys go back, listen to the resentments episodes, listen to the boundaries episodes. You'll see why it's really hard to implement all of this stuff, but that's why we've given you all the tools so you can try them this Christmas. But like for some people, I said, you know, like, if your family has a shitty reputation for being able to intermingle uh, in-law and, you know, your side, then maybe everybody has to have separate visits and nobody's allowed to intermingle. So somebody gets a Christmas Eve, somebody gets a Boxing Day, but all y'all ain't getting together at the same time because that is torturous and hell and somebody's going to screw that up. So you might decide to boundary your interactions that way. So you're not cutting anybody off, but you're saying no to joined events. Everyone's going to have their own isolated event where less bullshit can infiltrate <laughs> um, or you can keep them contained or quarantined to their own like bullshit pool. Right. Um, you know, I even look back over the years, we had a very different year, uh, the year that my dad died, we did something totally different um, and like went up and visited family in Prince George and participated in all of their traditions, which were very new to us. It was fun. It was different. It was a different way to grieve. Which I talked about that last episode. Sometimes people just choose to do things differently. Sometimes you do anchor into traditions. I said, you know, give yourself permission to change them, but then also recognize again, everyone has different needs. And for some reason, it's like at Christmas, we're all supposed to like find common ground, but nobody actually sits down to say, what does everyone want? And how do we give each person like a piece of the pie, right? Like I think back to times, oh God, I feel like such a douchebag now. But like when I was like single in my early twenties, my sister lived in Edmonton. So I would always travel to her. Um, so I like used a lot of my holidays to do that. I was just a single person. And I think my mom was living there at the time, maybe, or maybe my mom would travel as well some years but um, for the most part, like I would go there for Christmas. My niece was there, my nephew, but I do remember like my niece was born on the 14th of December. So there was that whole postpartum period. And then I think I was like 21 or 22. And like, I had ideas of what I wanted my Christmas vacation to look like too. And that looks very different than being at somebody's house with like a newborn baby and all of that. And I was not good company for her. And that was not a great place for me to be. And I like, we ended up having not a, a lovely Christmas that year. And that like tainted a lot years after right and 
my sister listens to this. I'm so sorry. I love you dearly. And we have learned how to manage all of that, like 15 years later, but there's growing pains through all those kinds of things, because there's also teenage dynamics that come out there. There's childhood dynamics that come out there. Like our dynamics growing up as kids was always like, I was the easygoing one. And my sister was the bossy one, quote unquote, who would just tell me what to do. And I would just do it. So there I was in my early twenties being like, I'm tired of doing what you want me to do. And I want to have a voice now, but then that kind of made me the black sheep and the shit disturber. Right. So when we start to like use our voice or speak up for ourselves, that shifts dynamics in the family system as well. And then for her, she was like, you are not acknowledging the stage of life that I'm in right now in this crazy newborn stage. And now dealing with my bullshit younger sister. Right? <laughs> <laughs> things happening and like oh I like again these are the things we grow from they were not my proudest moments you guys but they were dynamics of things right and we each had our needs that were not getting met at different times and I think that's so common when we get together for these freaking holidays right and again remember that every time we get together for holidays big ones like Christmas we are recalling so many previous childhood memories that are like loaded in there um, very significant memories because it wasn't just, you know, April 14th or, you know, October 7th or something like Christmas is a big, very memorable time. Right. So lots of stuff just gets resurfaced. Um, and we've talked about that in like our trauma episodes and vicarious trauma episodes, things like that. Right. So it's about looking back at those patterns, but also family dynamic patterns. Right. The other thing I would notice is that and I know my mom listens to these, so she'll be like, oh shit, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> this should be, this should be our drunk episode really. Right. Um, just unfiltered, but like my mom and I have different ways of interacting and different dynamics. And then my mom and my sister have different dynamics and the way that they interact. But when you get all three of us together, there's a weird shift in how we all three of us interact. Right. And we often like anytime we're dealing with odd numbers of interactions, I see this with my three kids all the time. It's a really weird dynamic. It's hard for the brain to hold an odd number of associations at the same time. Right. So then you're dealing with all of those kind of things as well. Right. It's yeah. You're, it's, it's funny uh, the way you mentioned about how like so much of kind of the Christmas as an adult starts as when you're a kid. Hmm. You know, and it's kind of because it is as a kid, it's that most it's it's it is the most wonderful time of the year. It, there's no doubt about it. I think my my first you know eighteen Christmases were probably the most amazing eighteen Christmases, really. Um, yeah. But that does then create inside your brain an expectation of what this holiday should be, and it becomes very different through like your your twenties, your single years, you know, and your your dating years. You're starting out as a family, years, then having kids yourself, and it's all it's too bad that it's. It is such a day where there's all these loaded expectations placed upon us because it really is just a day and it's over before you know it. And all these expectations we put on it ruin it most of the time. I, I think in some way, shape or form, it's ruined by these expectations. If you could just, you were talking about the year that, you know, your ex had to take care of everything and you could just sort of sit on the couch and that was probably like one of the best Christmases you've had because like, fuck, I don't have to do it. This is great. Right. And like the first COVID <laughs> Christmas that we had was awesome because no one was here. And it's just like, if we could somehow get back to that and unload these expectations that are that we have and that are placed upon us, I think the holiday would be a lot easier for everybody. And I actually think that that's like a common message in life as well, is anytime we attach expectations to things, we really are looking at disappointment. When we can go into something without attachment and without expectations, and we let it flow and evolve where it's supposed to go, 
that is a really beautiful place to go because then everything you get is a bonus and a gift and something you're grateful for instead of it wasn't this, it wasn't that. Expectations instantly attach one specific type of outcome. And if we get seven other outcomes that might've been great, but it wasn't that one, it feels like a disappointment. It feels like you were left of the bullseye or something, right? So yeah, it's expectations in general in life, but for sure around holidays, we have we have our own expectations of like when we were children on the receiving end of it, which anything could have been fucking magical when you really think about it. And then you roll into the, I'm too old to celebrate it in that magical way, but I also don't have anywhere to be the creator. So I'm just in this like limbo mode. Um, and then if you become a parent or somebody that's responsible for making Christmas happen for others, and this can happen through Christmas amalgamated stuff, you know, it can happen through service work anywhere in like, how can I help Christmas be, um, again, that spirit of giving it shifts, right? So now as a mom, I do get excited and I believe my kids have these enjoyable Christmases like we did for the first 18 years or whatever. Right. But now the pressure is different. And then I watch probably as my mommy balls. And then I'm sure there's a point where she's like it's my fucking turn to have Christmas now guys like I I provided you know which is like why my sister or I mostly me because we live in the same city but like I will always like host the dinner and stuff and my mom will come like she usually will buy a turkey or something right but for the most part, I hosted at my place. Right. Um, so there's all these kinds of pieces. And then like, if you have to mix other people's other families traditions into that, whether that's, um, you know, in-laws or whether that's friends and, you know, people like that, you're now taking other people's expectations. You're having to like waver on some of yours. You're trying to keep everybody. The One of the big things is like, how do we keep it fair for everybody? We don't want people to be offended. We don't want people to be, you know, and I'm like, we're so, and I had so many com um, conversations about this over the last two weeks, literally on repeat for my clients. It's like, you are so willing to make everybody else comfortable at the expense of your discomfort. Like, Again, the self-abandonment in meeting everybody else's needs before yours, right? Huge, huge. And people do that in, as a rule throughout life, not just at Christmas, but Christmas pushes that into overdrive, right? Because you're you're told by basically the day after Halloween <laughs> that it's coming and it's this magical time and it's about giving and sharing and family and all this stuff. And maybe you're just like, I don't fucking care. Like, I don't want to, but you do it anyways because you're obligated, which is the worst thing you can do. Right. I think, I think it's a mistake to, to feel obligated to do something like that. Like it's, yeah. And that's why I like, you know, um, I, I have just kind of been telling people you need to choose you and your nuclear family, whatever that looks like, or your immediate circle and just unapologetically stick to that. Right. And if other people can't understand or see that, then they probably shouldn't have Christmas day access <laughs> yeah, because exactly. actually, they don't actually have your best interests in mind. Right. So, so many of these conversations are around like in-laws and like the grandparent in-laws now that like young families are like, you know, and for me, I'm super grateful. I don't have to yank my kids back and forth and like interrupt their day. Like sometimes you just want to like hang tight, play with your toys and wear your pajamas or whatever. Right. Um, so 
looking at things like that, where it's like, uh, if, if somebody else isn't able to respect what you're requesting as maybe a new tradition for your own family, so your kids can have what you and your partner want them to have or something, then reevaluating, like how much access do you get to us right now? Because you don't have our best interest in mind of what we're saying we want and need, right? That's really what it comes down to. And people are allowed to feel sad about it. Absolutely. They're allowed to feel left out. They're allowed to feel disappointed. It's how they respond about the sadness, disappointment. Are they trying to make you feel guilty? Are they this? Are they that? All those kinds of things, right? So we're kind of piggybacking on last week's episodes, but because we really want to drive this home, we really want to give you guys an opportunity to like choose something different. The less resentments you have over Christmas break, the cheaper your booze budget's going to be, (laughs) the better you're going to feel between Christmas and New Year's the better you're going to roll into next year, right? I mean, and just in general, the less stress, the more festive you can feel, right? Um, Jason, what are some of your like favorite holiday treats? Treats? Yeah. Uh, I like Toffee Fay. What is Toffee Fay? You've never heard of Toffee Fay? No, maybe it's like I've a never candy heard of it. And it it's, it's a walnut in a toffee caramel cup with a thing of chocolate on top. Oh, aren't they called something? Oh, okay. Yeah. They're like in a brown and orange gold box. Yeah, yeah. Toffee Fay. Why have I never read the word to be Toffee Fay? I have no idea, but you must try them this year, Jolene. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've had them before, but I feel like I've never called them that before. Okay. There we go. Learning something new here, guys. So, Toffee yeah. Fay is a big one. Um, that's the kind of the big thing in the treat. And then usually like my wife will get me um, just different kinds of beer, like obscure beer oh. to have. So I get to try out a bunch of different stuff that way. I, those are kind of my favorites. I've never been, I can't do Nanaimo bars. I just don't sit well, that kind of thing. So uh, how about yourself? What are your favorite Christmas treats? I fucking love it all. Sweet <laughs> 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 tooth. I'm like loaded up. Something that reminds me of my grandma is that crazy butterscotch marshmallow squares. Those things. Oh, yes. I don't know. Those stupid things are so damn good, but like, I will take the whole tray of the baked goods. Like give me some of each, please. Love it all. Love it all. Um, favorite drink. So I had an old colleague at mental health and one of his, he suggested fireball and eggnog. So I had this like lactose issue. (laughs) So I was like, okay, fine. I'll try it. I should have saved this for our next episode. Um, I was like, okay, fine. Um, I'll try it. And you can like 50, 50, that stuff. You can go like 70 fireball, 30 eggnog, if you want, like that is thick. It's super sweet. Um, so it hides that intensity pretty good. It's delicious. You guys, it's nuts. It's like better than like rum and eggnog. Honestly, it's quite the drink. And it was so good that even after I experienced the after effects of the eggnog and fireball, keep in mind, (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> right? Right? I poured a second. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> well, that's a fun drink you guys should all try. I usually buy, sometimes you can buy like a 10 pack of small fireball bottles. So I'll usually buy those and give them to like the daycare workers and teachers and stuff. And I'm like, mix this with some eggnog this Christmas. Enjoy. Right? Because it's not a, combo it. you would think of. not a combo you would think of. Right? Yeah. Uh, and your favorite movie was Die Hard, you said? Yep, Die Hard is the movie of choice. Um, and then I also like it's a it's a classic well, for some people uh, called Black Christmas, which was oh. made in the 70s. It was the precursor to Halloween. So you, people I, now know what kind of human being I am. Do you have a um, favorite? We only got a couple of minutes, Julian, but what is, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, mine is The Grinch. So love the cartoon version, but 
fucking die at the Jim Carrey version. My sister and I talk like that on a regular basis as normal people. We have a hard time talking normally to each other. We will often use like that grinchy kind of voice, right? We nice. <laughs> so it's like we instantly turn into that. Like, it's funny. Maybe I'll bring it out for the drunk episode. Um, That'd be great. That one is a classic. I just laugh and laugh and laugh at uh, that one. So yeah, I hope everybody gets to dive in. And those are really great stress relievers. Those are great things. You know, if you need to just get your in-laws a little saucy, if you need to add some marijuana to the Christmas baking, whatever you need to do to make a more delightful holiday season, we uh, we are giving you some endorsement for that. <laughs> it is okay to be that person <laughs> this holiday season. <laughs> And I, and I guarantee you, if it's, if you want the in-laws and everybody to go, just put on black Christmas. <laughs> They'll be out the door in 30 seconds. You're welcome. Uh, next week we have our drunken holiday Christmas special here at the Integrateness podcast. We're back with a regular episode, January 3rd. I think I said something like that. Yeah. January 3rd with all about the new year, new you BS or not until then I'm Jason. Have a Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm.